Welcome to the podcast Spotlight Yourself. Finland needs your warm and empathetic attitude. My name is Michaela and with this podcast I want to empower you to get visible, to speak up and to show yourself as the great woman that you are. I have myself made the experience what a great enrichment this can be for a Finnish company and the colleagues here in the Nordics. It just requires a little bit of courage. Welcome to a brand new episode. I am happy that you are listening in again and I have another inspiring woman as an interview guest in this episode and this time it will not be about how to run or to create an own business but it is more about going the classical way of studying in Finland, following an academic career and working for different Finnish companies and how to succeed on that way. I am happy that I have Camilla Lumi Koivu as an interview guest in my podcast today. And she has followed a great career path here in Finland. She's coming originally from Vietnam and nowadays works as a senior marketing specialist for a big Finnish company. And I know her from one of my last yoga retreats that I have done with my favorite Mexican yoga teacher, which is Ana Lopez, who I interviewed in the last but one episode. And Camilla and myself, we had a great discussion about how it is to work for a Finnish employer and what challenges the work life can bring, especially if the Nordic colleagues are sometimes a little bit cold and not as empathetic and as sincere as we would like to have it. So um, we will hear a little bit how to manage that and what advice she would have also for other women who came to Finland from Apo to work here for Finnish companies. So I'm very happy. Welcome, Camilla. Hi, thank you very much for inviting me. And uh, first of all, I'm really excited because I have been listening to your podcast uh, with different interesting content. And I came to Finland eight years ago. Uh, it's really simple. The reason why I came here just because I want to um, maybe experience uh, international life and see the war because uh, Being in Vietnam, I never think that I would be able to be on my own and I have to just live with parents until the day I get married. And if I'm getting married, I might have to live with my husband family. <laughs> so that's the whole idea. And why Finland? Because during um, high school time, some of my classmates, they got full scholarship to study in um, Finland. And at that point, like, I'm just thinking, oh, I'm not really a good, good at study. So I'm not sure if I, I was able to make it. But then after one year study in, in university in Vietnam, and I realized I really want to, to go away and I'm actually look at, um, look at Finland. Uh, so yeah, that's why I'm here. And um, when I first arrived, I was not really happy with the program when I was. So I make another chain to Hagahelia to study business. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and during my study time, I met my boyfriend and now he's my husband. So yeah, a lot of things like life changer experience. And I realized that I really belong here with really honest, really kind people and a lot of opportunity for me to grow. And I feel like 
being in Finland, it actually shaped my adulthood and how I am be become like how I am, uh, you know, become a better person compared to to my young self. Yeah, and I mean this is so cool, and I think this is pretty much what we have in common. You know that I mean I was somehow a bit the same. I never lived abroad. I always was in Germany, and then somehow Finland caught my attention and. Yeah, I wanted to move here and I I feel so good here in this country. And now I heard from you sound quite the same, like, okay, you wanted to move abroad, but then it was only Finland you had considered or, or did you had any other country on the list? Yeah, so actually I was first, of course, like the Orway UK, because I during my high school time, there was only 20s people in my class maybe like over 20s then we all kind of they are all like decide okay they are going to be in this specific class because then they will study abroad um, and then some of my classmates already going to, uh, already went to UK for a level program and some of them went to the United States so so I, I mean like I knew that like like this is the, the space where we were trained to study abroad but then um because my family is not really so wealthy. So I'm not sure if, if it's something for me, but then um, I would actually send my application to Italy and mm -hmm. to Finland and I got into both place. And then for the UK, I, I think that they don't really, at that point, they didn't really offer that much scholarship option. So, um, and then Finland at that point, they had the free uh, tuitions. So um, I got scholarship for, uh, for to study in Italy, but then I don't want to. I didn't want to, to, to study in Italy because I think that I understand the English, <laughs> English of, the, of the Finnish people is a bit better to understand and easier to, to understand what they are talking about. So that's why I'm enough in Finland. Yeah. I think it's pretty much spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, since then, it was pretty successful, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have then followed. I mean, you started studying at Haga Hilja and then you have followed really, really straight, I would say, an academic career or an academic education, right? So you did your bachelor, yeah. then was it then straight afterwards? You did your master's no, or how was I it? I actually, yes. So um, after my bachelor, I spent... I took a little bit of gap time to travel. So after my graduation in Hagahelia, I just like backpacking to Southeast Asia again, just to see like how I am, just like some sort of reflection. So I went back to the South Vietnam and to Bali and to Singapore, you know, just like on my own to just figure out what I really want. And when I came back, it was a little bit challenged to really figure out like what am I really truly passionate about? So I actually spent like about one year to improve my skill and also like doing apply to the job that I really want. And I did like some different small project for some consultant firm. And after that, I got a job in a boating business and it's something that really interesting to see the company growing from zero to like, you know, millions in, in the profit. So This is really, it was really, really interesting. Then I decided to continue my master just now. So I have like maybe two or three years gap between my bachelor and master degree. Okay. But the employment you had in between, uh, when you said you worked with this company and you built that up as well and you saw it growing, was that a permanent employment that you had already or did it start as an internship or did you get in right away with a yeah. good salary or how was yeah. that? 
Yeah, so um, actually I work really early. I, I start working and get the permanent position already when I was uh, final years in bachelor degree. Mm. So um, I work in the retail and I got offer for permanent uh, permanent position. But then I think that this is not something that quite right for me. So that's why I took the gap years. And then later on uh, for the position where I have done, it was just like, more like figure out like some small project works to figure out if I'm really passionate about this and then later on uh, I was like offered permanent position and growing mm -hmm. since then okay. yeah of course like career chain in between but I think that um, that for me the the opportunity to get permanent position it already arise in last years of the of the bachelor degree yeah okay well but then I mean you continued learning and I mean Uh, I think you have quite a drive, right? And a, and a big motivation, obviously, to grow and to develop. I mean, when, I mean, you maybe you could have just stopped after the bachelor, but I mean, you continued when you said you had more courses and you trained your skills. What exactly have you done? Uh, like specific skills that you figured out that are, or have you selected them based on knowing, okay, this and that is needed? here in Finland yeah. or was it just something you were interested in and and where have you found the training opportunities for these skills yeah I think that um the knowledge I got from my bachelor degree and even like one year's like oh no not one year but more than one years of working in this uh, retail industry is not enough so I realized that in order to enter the job market in this country is required a lot not just like hard skill but also soft skill for example project management or like design thinking or you know like trade management it also like a skill that needs to be learned so that's why I decided that I took further training and and I mean like learning is part of the routine so I think that like learning something new every every day not just in official university but we can learn online lots of platform that offer the the learning opportunities and developing the skill that uh that the market needs what the market needs what can i advance my skill and what make me stand out and how and how can i you know um consider myself as you know someone who can bring values to the job to the team so yeah that's how i i adjust it and i uh and i just find the passion for learning mm. And as you just mentioned it, what would you say about yourself? What makes you stand out? Yeah, so for me, I'm really, I would say that I'm really, first of all, I'm just like a little bit stand out among other Finnish Finnish um, college that I'm really like smile often. Like somehow when people look at me and they're just like, oh, she's smiling at me, which is not so usual in this office. So we're <laughs> okay. just really trained. I'm like, oh, but you know, Isn't it about how we are supposed to be? Like we see our college at the office, just my like that how we are. But then for my college who has been working there, let's say I had an Indian college who was um stay on the same floor, and she was so strange when she see that. I suddenly I smile when I saw her, and then later on when we met, and she say, "Oh, I remember, I remember you because you are always the one who say hi and who smile." <laughs> Because uh, somehow everyone just have this, you know, really cold face, like poker face, and they just don't really express. So, yeah. So I think that 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 kind of energy, like the positive energy, and uh, and the way to see the good side of people, 
and see the opportunities in different challenging situation. Mm. I would say that this is one of the one of my like unique ways that I can sell. Yeah. What about Finnish actually? I mean, when you talked about like learning new skills and, and uh, doing courses, do you speak Finnish as well? Or was that something where, where you noticed, okay, you can easily find a job here without or without uh, speaking the language at all? Yeah. So I have to say that um, because the thing is that I have done my research, I went to different offices and meeting with so many different people. And I kind of like, um, categorize what is the common thing that make foreigners that could get the job even though they don't they don't require any they, they don't require to know Finnish fluently so I start categorizing I realized that it doesn't really matter about the language skill I am not really fluent at Finnish I'm trying to learn and I have my husband who is Finnish but um, first of all Finnish language is not romantic at all so can you believe that my husband never even say Rakastanswa, because <laughs> he said that it just—it just so it's not beautiful at all. So and I I agree, uh, but in the job I have really like witnessed so many people, including me. We working in an office that that we are the only one, the only person who don't speak any Finnish, and all the college are like switching to speaking English because because I'm there or yeah. like the person that I know were there so I think that um that it's just all about if you are really competent for that position if you can if you're capable to solve the problems solve the the pains that the company is facing so that you know that that the unique point to sell it's not just like don't care so much about the job description when they require to be native finished it, it doesn't really make sense and then um Yeah, I think that as long as, as long as a candidate or, or a job seeker able to solve that problem, to be able to bring value to the company, mm. that's the key point. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, and to answer that question, no, I don't speak Finnish at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet, maybe. Yes. Yes. Of course. So, I mean, have you done mainly work with Finnish people? Because I think you you work for different companies, uh, as I also spied on your LinkedIn profile, like for, I think there was a yacht company even, and then you worked for Alco, and, and nowadays yeah. for, for a big, uh, for a different big Finnish company. Was the working environment mainly Finnish people? Or have you also experienced a really international environment where multiple cultures come together? Yeah, uh, I would say that, um, yes, most of the company I work for are really heavily Finnish, uh, Finnish culture. But um, the thing is that I found, I found the common, well, except Alco. Alco is only serving Finnish customer. But the two other companies that I'm working with, they are target to sell their products internationally. So that's the key point. So yes, uh, on daily work, I work a lot with uh, internally with Finnish college. But when we are working with clients, usually international environments, so it's really like good combination. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're a senior marketing specialist, right? That's your, your current position. So yes. um, yeah, I mean, how, how long did it, did it take for you to get in such a senior and such a specialist position regarding marketing? If, if talking about marketing specifically, I have less than three years of experience. Okay. 
Yes. But the thing is that how fast can we progress is I think that it, it doesn't really matter of the time or how old how old we are. It's all about how competent we are to reach at that point of the career. Like I said, it's all about problem solving. Can you really solve that problem, the pain point for the companies and what kind of experience and value we bring to 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 the job? Yeah. Have you ever noticed that with yourself? I mean, when you say, okay, I have less than three years experience, but I mean, where would you say, where does your self-confidence come from in saying, hey, even with like not that big experience, I am still, or maybe even because of that, or because I am a fresh face, or I'm not so old, or I'm, you know, I'm from the, the next generation. Where do you take the self-confidence from going to a company and saying, hey, here I am, and I know how to solve your problem? Yes, so first of all, I think that, um, well, I think that the, the, I need to mention this about the finished culture in the way of working that people, it takes time to gain the trust. And it's not like they see someone from the first place, they would like, okay, I trust that you are the good and this, it doesn't really matter. But um, of course, like I, first of all, I need to, to tick all the box. I have this qualification um, and usually I don't apply for jobs with just my resume, but I always bring, I did my research and I actually make a portfolio and then I could like, okay, portfolio is some sort of like project that I have done in the past, but then at the same time, I'm actually like do some investigation of what is going on with the marketing strategies with with the um, like let's say present um, in the in the market. So and then what can I bring to the table and what can I help them to improve that performance? So mm -hmm. that that's one of the, the the key point. And I think that I'm also really I'm one of the kind of person that really takes the initiative and I'm learn really fast. I have this ability that I can I can like collect the data and uh, and do the analysis by on the fight and yeah. from that I could just like you know showcase that okay this is the 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 point where I think that that this project or this um, problem can be solved and usually I think that it it's proved very well yeah and uh, and also after this uh, after when I changing my career to Rick this actually in my previous position I already got this um head of marketing operations but um the thing is that why I'm progress fast because the company itself is also progress really fast and I have proof proved them that uh, proved to them that I could contribute a lot to their profits and to their growth and that's how I kind of prove myself I think yeah. just like work hard learn hard and improve yeah every single day Yeah, but simply speaking, I mean, when you say that you are doing your research, when you apply to a new company or for a new job, um, like what I just could imagine or the picture that I got in my mind when you were saying, okay, you're doing your research and you check out, okay, what's going on? Would it be simply speaking that, for example, you check the companies on LinkedIn or what they are posting on social media and then noticing, hmm, With this campaign, this is maybe not good or this is not optimal and I would have an idea how to improve that and then you're approaching the companies directly with this. Would it be correct? Yeah, that could be one way. But yeah. uh, usually, like for me, like because I think that um, that could be one way to pitch and to sell. Like with this, I would say that this is more applied for the hidden job market. Mm -hmm. But for the job that are actually public, so first of all, 
um, of course, like I could look for the result, which is more like visible that we can find. But then from my strategy, I usually come to to talk to the person who I see, like who is the like in the top management or who directly involved in the hiring of this of this uh, position, for example, uh, like I'm working at marketing specialist, then who is the one that I potentially report to? So mm. it's the director. Then I just talk, okay, so uh, before I apply, I just reach out to that person and I'm actually asking like, what is the, actually, what did you expect in this position? And what is the challenge that you think that this new person might solve? And then they just basically, they share with me the case. Yeah. And then I'm just like, sold it. Okay, so you call yeah. them so that, via phone? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that usually yeah. if they if they put their contact um, information, then I'm reaching out. And if they're not, yeah. then I think that we can easily search for them on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I think it's a really, really valuable strategy. I did that also myself a lot when I applied for jobs in Finland, but I know so many people, they are too shy and, you know. And then yeah. I think I think as also as you're describing it, I mean, you know, it's 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 more about, the quality of your application, right? It's not about quantity of sending 50 applications per month to different companies because then, I mean, obviously you cannot do that, right? You cannot look for every uh, every uh, supervisor that you would have and reach out to the people and really getting familiar, like how or what would be the concrete challenges of the company. But I think how, how you do it and um, to me that resonates quite a lot because it's also how I have done it in the past and I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think that um the best strategy for let's say if some if uh, if a candidate who is really confident who is passionate about that job, um and I would think that for my strategy, I'm always thinking like who is the final person make the decision in hiring. Yeah, right. Because sometimes uh I think that um they always discard kind of different people who are involving in the recruitment process they could be headhunter they could be just like um uh, hr administration administration who connecting candidate but then they are might they might not be the one who decide if this person matching their team or not so mm -hmm. that's why doing research and reach out to the decision maker is really important i would say that that's the direct and shortest selling channels for the candidate yeah so yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it requires some courage, but I think it's definitely a very, very valuable point. Yeah. Then, I mean, from your experience that you have uh, from working in Finnish companies and working with Finnish people, have you experienced any like direct challenges with your Finnish colleagues or also with your Finnish supervisors that you then had? Yes, I think that there are lots of challenge uh, and I'm not going to hide it but um, first of all there's still always culture barriers and no matter how much uh, company they are growing and they have this kind of like uh, inclu inclusive and and diversity but they still it takes time for even for the manager to to be able to understand that and to be able to show that they really um, care about the international uh, talent and I would say that, but they are trying their best. And the conflict sometimes could happen just because we don't really understand the different culture. Like uh, people from the South, a uh, little bit more like emotional approach, a uh, little bit more like we are perform better if we get encouragement. 
And yeah. sometimes the way Finnish college or Finnish um, manager reply in really short and concise, like, thanks. Or they don't even say hi. <laughs> you know, I would always say, like, hi, thanks for your support. Thanks for your, um, you know, thanks for your uh, design and thanks for your this and that. But then for my Finnish college, they always reply, thanks. <laughs> but uh, of course, um, the good thing about the 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 work, working here in Finland that um, they are still trying their best to be a bit more open to the diversity and and international, and it's it really you know compared to the time I came to Finland eight years ago, I have seen nowadays that a lot of international talent who don't even speak any Finnish and they are holding really important positions in different organizations in Finland. Um, and I think that we should need to maybe like talk, tell ourselves that it's okay. Uh, our college don't mean to be rude. They just try to like be effective and concise in their communication. And um, that's why, you know, like actively communicate with them and encourage, um, encourage the Finnish college to, to open up more and talk more is really important. So I would say that, um, that I would, I would take think that um, it's easier for the people from the South to be able to to take this initiative to try this communication. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it sounds, as you describe it, maybe it's a bit of balance, right? Between accepting the people how they are and then yeah. trying still to encourage them a bit and to be a role model, I think. Um, yeah. I think maybe I, I can imagine this is also what frustrates people coming from a different culture to Finland that they see the people are like this and of course sometimes you can just not change the people right I mean you have to leave them how they are of course you can give yeah. feedback and then fingers crossed that <laughs> it will be just yeah. accepted and nobody felt like upset or or attacked by that yeah and and I think that um this is at least from my experience is that uh, in different organizations in Finland, they are really open for like, let's say both side feedbacks. So uh, like the team member can also give feedback directly to, to the manager. And I think that is really important aspect. And that's something I really appreciate about organization in, in Finland that they are really want, want to improve their performance and improve their culture. We, you know, really mean a lot for international Uh, people yeah yeah how do you see yourself further developing in the next years is there is there a certain target you would like to achieve or a certain position yeah. that you would like to have <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i have been really growing in this marketing and um and i think that marketing is in interesting this is really a lot about how i am as well like i'm really talkative person i love all kinds of fun But um, at the moment, I'm studying at Hangend in order to change my career. So I'm slowly shifting to uh, the strategy and finance direction. Mm. So this is the career in progress that I want, where I want um, to move to and where I see myself mm -hmm. in, in a couple of years. Okay, sounds cool. I mean, so you're still on the way. You don't stop and say, okay, I'm now here as a marketing specialist. I'm staying like this. Yeah. I'm satisfied. But uh, I think you have really a very strong drive. Yeah, to I continue. Think, um, yeah, I think like figure out myself every day and really finding what I'm truly passionate about doing some kind of work that 
I don't feel you know exhausted every morning going to work. That's something that uh, I'm really looking looking forward. It's not just about you know working to earn money, but it's more about like how can I contribute to the society and yeah. how can I make the impact. Yeah. And I think you shared so many uh, great advices for for other people. And I think many people can really take you as a as a role model. And maybe we can link your LinkedIn profile and your Instagram account also in the show notes, so people can have a look. Okay, <laughs> what are you doing, and what have you done, and how do you continue <laughs> in the future? Yeah, and um, really and that, that's uh, yeah. But um, thank you for for seeing that in me. But to be honest, I I think that I still. Like compared to many other Vietnamese people in here, I feel like I have achieved so little. <laughs> uh, there's still all the way, um, you know, groom to grow and to learn more. And um, I think that that I have worked really hard to achieve where I am, to be where I am today. But I never take it for granted. I just yeah. like, you know, it's really easy. Like now in this kind of current situation, everyone can be replaceable. So what can I? constantly learning and like learning new technology and understand the current situation in the world that have a lot mm. to to keep like myself down to the earth yeah yeah but I think it's it sounds good as you said like when you have this network of Vietnamese people also and you see it or you are surrounded by people where you see okay they have achieved even more then you, I think it's it's a great opportunity also to look up on them, right? And and as yeah. you said, like don't take it for granted, but having someone to look up to and yeah, staying on that wave of motivation of okay, this is where I would like to be as well. And I continue working, I keep my motivation up to continue working because I want to be as well where the other person is already. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I think like uh like it's nice to have someone to look up to and I and I don't just look up inside the Vietnamese circle but I would say that um let's say in my university network and even like at this yoga retreat where we met I was yeah. like so amazed with how people were so successful in their career but at the same time you know they are like having family this is actually you know my goal that I want to to work in the job that I'm uh, passionate about, I'm happy to go to, I can make the impact in the environment, in the society and have really nice college. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I still be able to spend, you know, time with my family, with my husband and two dogs. And um, yes, that, that that kind of like being able to to keep this um, balance between work and, and personal life and the free time is really important as well. Yeah. So I, I, I actually, I wouldn't really um, admire so much someone who's so like devote 100% of, of their time for the work because it's really easy to get burned out. And I think that is not really healthy, even yeah. if someone could reach a really high position, but if they are not happy, so then what the point? Yeah, very true. Very, very yeah. true. Yes. I have one last question that I always ask uh, my interview guests in this podcast um so maybe you have heard it already but let's see what your answer would be because um i have been asked that uh, already quite many times because i mean you know finland is a small nation and then the people are very very proud 
of their country but also at the same time they care a lot like what do other people think about us like what do foreigners think about us or what do other countries think about us and my colleagues and also my Finnish friends have asked me already very often what do I value most about Finnish people um, if I give that question to you like based on the experience that you have being in different Finnish companies and, and working with Finnish people also if you take your husband for example so what do you value most about Finnish people yes I would uh, I would say that um, I value much in the Finnish people that they are really reliable people mm -hmm. I would say that um, they would never at least in in from my own experience I wouldn't say for everyone because if we just talk about certain group of people maybe we are biased but I would say that maybe in the circle where I am which means that in those academic war and you know like industrial um, and business I think that um, that once people really study or specialize in, in a certain field they really study really deep and especially in those kind of positions where people work with engineer that that they what could impact other people's safety and life which they are really really careful the same thing with if, if someone working with number you know they need to really understand what they are doing mm. so so reliable is some something that I could really appreciate that uh, that that majority of, of the finished people who I work with and uh, and study with and hang out with they are these people that really keep their worst okay yeah. great sounds cool It was so lovely to talk to you. I think you have shared so many great advices that can be, I think, really, really helpful if, if other people hear that, especially other women who came to Finland from abroad, as we both did it ourselves and uh, want to have a great career here and want to continue um, having a successful career path and uh, yeah, just developing themselves. I am, I'm, I'm so grateful for having you here. I think it was a very, very good discussion. Thanks a lot for being yeah. my guest. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. And also, I think that everyone who come here, they already really pray. So be yeah. more brave and approach to the job, to the people that that can make the decision that, you know, that could change your life. And even if it's not a job, but if someone looking for a mentor to direct, to help them, you know, figure out things in life and, and in career, just go for it. Like, don't just, don't be scared. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and thank you so much and I hope to catch up with you more in different yes. episodes yes <laughs> we thank can you. do that and I think it was a great statement for the end thanks a lot <laughs> yeah. thank you thank you very much for listening I hope you have found some new inspirations and I would be really happy to connect with you via my website michaela-kettner.coach or via social media to hear some feedback from you to this podcast and also what your current challenges are, how you want to become more visible. You can find me on Instagram under michaela.kettner.fi and also on LinkedIn. And no worries if you find it challenging to spell my German name, you will find all my contact details in the show notes of this podcast. So I wish you a nice rest of the day, get visible and stay tuned. Bye-bye.